Hey friends, and welcome to the Live Courageously podcast. I'm your host, Nicole Coker, and every Wednesday, I'm here to bring you my best advice on how to level up your life through sharing my personal stories and bringing you one-on-one interviews that will leave you feeling inspired. If you're ready to break through barriers, set and achieve your goals, conquer your fears, and take full control of your life, look no further because it's your time to live courageously. Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Live Courageously podcast. My name is Nicole Coker, and I am so excited because I have a very special guest on today. Her name is Elisha Joy, and we are going to be talking about some amazing things today. So welcome, Elisha. I'm so excited that you're here. Hi, everybody. I'm so excited to be on here with you, Nicole. It's going to be a blast. Yes. Don't you already love her energy? I love Elisha and just scrolling through her social media because she's always bringing that positive light and just so much joy into the world. So thank you for being here. I'm ready to just jump right in. So could you tell everyone a little bit about yourself, who you are and why you're here? Yeah, so I am a model, digital creator, podcaster, kind of Instagram person. And basically my goal on social media is to help inspire young women to step into their royal identity. So I started a podcast this year called The Royal You. And on it, we basically talk about how you can become royal. I say that you want to become a queen, not a princess. And basically you do that through becoming confident in who you were made to be and serving and loving others ultimately. And I am also the USA National Miss Hawaii teen currently. So that's actually how Nicole and I met is through the USA National Miss pageant. And that's so fun, especially how pageants can connect women. And yeah, I'm just very, very excited to be on here today and definitely excited about the new podcast that I've gotten to start. Yes, I, um, we met back in UN Nationals, actually, when I was thinking about this in, you know, as a whole, like asking you to come on this episode. And I remember the very first time that I met you, actually, um, me, I believe Maddie Crotz and a couple of the UNM Carolina girls were standing in the group and you just walked right oh. up and was like, hi, my name is I so remember that. <laughs> And I was, it was so basically when you go to a pageant for the first time you get so nervous when you're about to meet all the other girls because you're like okay you got to put on a good first impression here we go because you guys see each other on social media for months yes. and then when you finally meet it's like okay so I remember they were in a group in the lobby all the North Carolina South Carolina girls and they were the cool ones they were the cool kids at the pageant <laughs> and I was like okay I got gotta make a good first impression here so I just walked up and I was like Hey guys, nice to meet you. <laughs> yeah. And I just thought about like, wow, she is so confident just to walk up, up to a group of like, I guess, cause like all of us have our team because you come from like the North Carolina and South Carolina pageant. And then you have like, you were Colorado. So like you had your girls, but just walking up into a group of like all the team Carolinas to be like, what's up? How's it going? Like my name is I was just like, whoa, okay. I want to be this girl. <laughs> <laughs> And I also just really love uh, just thinking back on UNM Nationals that year and just seeing you on stage and all of the confidence that you just emulated on stage. And I really loved your look as well. Like you just had this classic sleek look. Like, I don't know what it was, but I was like, I like that girl. She is just owning every single thing that she's doing at this pageant. You may have not have felt that way, but I mean, I, that's why I really were truly thinking because I was sitting out in the audience watching like the finals because 
Poor me, I didn't get into the finals. Don't worry about it, it's fine. Um, but Elisha did, so it was just so fun watching you on stage. And I'm so excited that I now have you here getting to talk to you one-on-one -on -one about the new adventures that you have going on. Yeah, I actually love that you mentioned that, the kind of sleek look, because that's a huge part of why I decided to start the Royal U and why I talk about what I talk about, because so for those of you that don't compete in pageants, listening to this, this is gonna be a little bit confusing, but normally teen contestants at pageants wear super fun, bright clothing. And they wear big sequins and they wear yellow and hot pink. And I decided to wear a black, no blinged mermaid gown to this national teen pageant. And at the end of the very first night of competition, which we call preliminaries, I felt so insecure. I went home, I went to my hotel room and it was me and my dad and my mom and I had a whole breakdown. I was crying because I genuinely felt like I wasn't good enough simply because I was wearing a black gown and the other girls were wearing oh. gowns that were had colors on them. No, I thought it was yeah. so unique. I was like that out of everyone that went up there, you're right. Like we wear bright colors. It's always mm -hmm. something everyone's like, wear something bright because they're going to make you stand out on stage. But to me, when I saw you walk out in the sleek black gown with no extra rhinestones, not any of that extra flair, I guess you could say, I was like, I haven't seen that on stage before that like stuck in my brain. Like, honestly, you and then of course Maddie because I was cheering her on because she was a part of my court yeah. like those are really the only two people that I can distinctly remember going on stage because of that and I'm just so so crazy how like you're welcome like when we're at pageants and behind the scenes it's so crazy to think about how a lot of girls they are breaking down in tears yeah. thinking about you know I'm not good enough or I'm comparing myself to someone else in the pageant and really you know, we see that person who might be potentially breaking down in their hotel room as like <laughs> a winner. Like that's the girl that's going to win. And it's just yeah. so wild to think that we have these beautiful faces and this beautiful like personality that we're portraying on the outside, but sometimes on the inside, things aren't going as well as we think they are. So it's just interesting that you say that. That whole situation shaped my entire message because on the Royal U, I basically the whole, we're kind of getting so out of order here, but I don't know if that, the way that it kind of just happened was that night I felt so deeply insecure simply because of the way that I looked. And especially through pageantry, I grew up a super insecure girl. I was just always so short and I grew up kind of like being the funny girl and not really the pretty girl, especially in my family. And getting into pageants was such a culture shock for me because I was like, okay, well, I'm kind of getting this attention from other people and I get to dress up and look beautiful. But I realized that it really didn't mean anything at the end of the day, because that night when I was breaking down crying in my hotel room because of my evening gown, it really just struck me where I realized that me being royalty had nothing to do with the way that I looked on the outside. Yes. And that I remember the finals night and it was finals and I was so nervous out of my mind because I was like, I'm going to lose because I wore a black evening gown and I was standing there for top 15 calling and I remember I was standing smack in the middle and they started announcing teen and they called my name first and I was just like on stage I was like, <laughs> really I like freaked out because I really was not feeling that great about myself and that night I just 
had to really realize that the thing that made me beautiful and the thing that made me worthy to compete or even win a pageant was not the way that I looked on the outside, but was the way that I portrayed myself. And that's what the whole queen identity is kind of about for me. Yes, I love that. And I've, I've, I've had that experience as well, where I'm feeling like I'm constantly con- like comparing myself to others when it comes to, like, to the pageantry realm. And I feel like last year in particular, I had went and done so much work. I was prepared mm-hmm. as a competitor to compete at UNM Nationals, but I also allowed myself to get so caught up in trying to one-up everyone. I don't know if you've ever experienced this before. Every social media man, every day. Yeah, it's like you're always trying to go to the next level that way what you're doing is bigger than better than everyone else. And I just got so caught up in that. I will say that I completed and accomplished so many goals last year for, you know, the pageant. I mean, I launched a podcast. I did my coloring book. I was going crazy on social media with the content. Like, I mean, I was on it, but at the same time, I mentally was comparing myself and trying to just one up everyone. And it was it becoming really tough because I not only was accomplishing all these things, but I was also falling into this pit of comparison, which I think ultimately was the issue when it came to nationals. Like I felt 100% interview, I felt 100% on stage, but at the same time, like my heart was like, I feel like I'm always just drowning, trying to take the thing, everything to the next level when really I should just be having fun and focusing on myself. And it's just so tough to think back on things like that because in the past, the last three years I was with UNM, I felt like I didn't do enough. I always like, oh, I could have done better because I could have worked harder. But then this past year, I worked super hard, but I think I overdid it. You know what I mean? In terms of just comparing myself. I feel like the things I accomplished were great, but at the same time, I know mentally there was some things going on where I was like, man, I just feel like I'm drowning because I'm trying to compare myself to everyone. It's just crazy. I totally relate to that. One of the notes that I get the most in interview is that you're too professional. Yes. And I- do you get that note too? Yes, I'm too serious. I get I get too serious all the time. Every single one of my interviews, I've always gotten the question, so with all of your professional stuff, what do you like to do for fun? Or I always get questions like that because people always tell me you're way too serious and way too professional. So I totally relate to putting so much pressure on yourself to work hard or do more. I literally will like, you look on everyone's Because in pageants, you look at everybody's social media and see what they're doing, the community service they're doing, what they're accomplishing, their platform, or even what their wardrobe looks like, their hair and makeup. And you're like, okay, I gotta be better than them. Like something that I do, I don't know if you do this, Nicole, but if I see a girl shooting with a certain photographer and then I see lots of girls shoot with that photographer, I'm like, okay, I have to shoot with that photographer. Otherwise I'm not good enough. And that is so dumb. It's so crazy. Mm-hmm. that people that we do that and I just that's how it is though because like you'll look at someone's social media and you're like wow they're really posting a lot they're doing all these things man I gotta up it I gotta start going and doing more but it's just a different situation it's a different person it's a different scenario like even if I'm not posting seven days a week I still have amazing things that I'm doing you know I mean maybe for that person posting and doing all this stuff that's what works for them but like me oh man content I don't know about you but content is tough sometimes you're like man, 
do what? Content is so tough. Totally. Yeah, it really is. So it's just so funny. And the thing is, we are always preaching, don't compare yourself or don't worry about the girl next to you. Stay in your own lane. But somehow it always ends up being like, well, you know, this person is doing this. So maybe I should do something like this instead. You know, it yeah. always kind of ends up that way. So it's just so nice to hear that you're bringing into the world, a podcast that kind of speaks to that and being your own queen and, you know, talking about how you don't have to be like everyone else that God has created you to be you and no one else. So could you tell us a little bit about, I guess we kind of already talked a little bit about it, but what inspired you originally to get the podcast going in particular? Because I guess you've had these feelings and everything like that for a while, but why podcast in particular? Yeah. So I'll just do the whole shebang for you guys because it's a funny story of how everything kind of got started. <laughs> so growing up, I was one of those girls who really wanted to be a princess. Like I dressed up as a prince, like a Disney princess every single year for Halloween as a child because I was so obsessed. I watched every princess movie, every Barbie movie, especially, and just was so obsessed with the royal aspect. I went to Miss America and like got to see Miss America so many years when I was younger. And I was just like, I want to do this. This is who I want to be. And I first started competing in pageants on a total whim. I literally one day was sitting in my bed and I saw an ad for a pageant called Miss Colorado Teen USA, which is the preliminary to the Teen USA pageant. And I literally just said, so I'm going to do this. Oh, wow. I called my parents and was like, hey, guys, I'm going to enter a pageant. And I was 15. And they were like, what? You're going to enter a pageant? My dad was like, what is a pageant? My mom was like, you yeah. sure you want to do this? I was like, yeah, guys, might as well. And I had no idea what I was doing. I wore an evening gown that I got at the Dillard sale rack for $35. And my hair and makeup was a mess. And I had no idea what I was doing. But somehow I still placed top 15. And from that moment, I was no way. Just launched into this world of pageantry where I realized that I had a passion for it. But kind of going along in that, I really loved the attention. And I really loved the beauty aspect of pageants. I loved the evening gowns, the crowns, the sashes, all of those things. And what really changed that for me is that constant insecurity that I always felt is that one day I was coaching with someone at the time for my next pageant. And she told me that she wanted me to walk into the pageant as if I had already won, as if I was already the queen. And for some reason, that sentence always stuck with me. And I asked myself, why do I not walk into my own life every day like I am the queen? Because I would walk into pageants and we were talking about it, that instant feeling of, oh my goodness, I'm not good enough. And I remember every pageant that I competed in, I felt this instant just insecurity because I always felt like the way that I looked wasn't good enough, the inadequacy. And even at UNM Nationals, after learning all of this, I still felt inadequate because life is always a journey that even after competing many times, I still felt so terribly inadequate. So when I realized that I hadn't been walking into my life as the queen that I was, I started noticing in pageants that there was a very clear difference between the girls who would walk in and be kind of princesses in my book, the ones who really care about the way that they look and too much in the way that they don't take time to see other people. 
that not so much the vanity of it, but just so much that they are all about them. Yeah. And then I saw women that were different than that. The women that walked in and were others focused and others motivated and they were kind and thoughtful and they really spent their time trying to invest in others because kind of personal story. I remember one of my first pageants I competed in, I was so excited to meet the reigning queen. And when I met her, I was so sad because she wasn't anything like I thought she was going to be. And she didn't care to get to know any of us. And she was just focusing on herself and the way that she looked. And I remember feeling so sad. And I remember saying, I don't want to be like that. Yeah. And then when I would see the other title holders that were so invested truly in other people, I said, those are the women I want to be like. Yes. I was like, they are who I look up to. I always was so inspired when I was younger by the women who use their inward and their outward beauty to inspire others. Because one of my least favorite stereotypes is the you have to be ugly to be nice girl thing. Yeah, no, absolutely like, not movies, movies and TV shows trick girls of all ages because the girl will have glasses and she won't have her hair done and she's a wonderful person. And then all of a sudden she starts caring about the way that she looks and she's mean. Yeah, it's crazy. It's just so incorrect to me that I think that truly being a queen is not about the sash that you wear, the crown or the title, but it's about the way that you take care of yourself, the way you respect yourself, the way you're feminine, the way you're confident, and ultimately ultimately, the way that you serve other people. So this year, when I was really thinking about how can I share this with others? How can I share this message to women and girls? And I was thinking about a couple of things, of course, a blog and all of that. But I've been public speaking since I was six years old. And it's always been just a huge love in my heart to be able to talk to people and I was like a podcast a podcast would be so so fun so I was I was working with a couple coaches and I remember my coach was like okay you're gonna start a podcast episode by next week just do it and I was terrified and I was like just do it I was like what I was like I know nothing about podcasting so I did a bunch of research picked up a microphone recorded an episode and just edited it. And I was like, okay, I'm going to post it and we'll see how it goes. And that's kind of just how it got started. But I know that ultimately, if it does inspire a girl or a young woman to really change the way that she sees herself. As for me, I really was so insecure and felt so inadequate, but I had to realize that I was royal all along before I started competing in pageants and before I won a crown or a title or before I was wearing a big fluffy poofy evening gown that was competitive but that whoever I was created to be was already enough and that's kind of how the royal you got started so I love that and I love how even when I'm listening to your podcast you were talking about how you wanted to inspire people and it inspires me when I was listening you have a couple episodes out now and just first of all I think listen to your voice and sorry if this is strange but like you're just so calming and so soothing and I'm just like she sounds professional she sounds amazing like she sounds like she's a million bucks like I don't know what it is because I think about that a lot when I do my own podcast I'm like does my voice sound funny but like your voice sounds great thank you (laughs) A certain people that you just listen to their voice, I'm just like, wow, 
she just sounds like someone who's famous already. And I, I don't know what it is, but my mom has, my mom's a huge into like people skills and public speaking and reading books. So when I was six years old, I have two older brothers and we were homeschooled when we were younger. So she would do public speaking classes for wow. us. So I literally have my mother to thank because at six years old, she would be like, okay, I want you to read this book. Like you're reading it to a thousand people at six. And I would be like, hi there, my name is, but that's how I just got started in public speaking. And that's really how it grew on. So that's actually pretty awesome. I think when I have kids, I'm going to do that to them. I'm be like, you know what? You're going to stand up here and you're going to read me this book and you're going to pretend there's a billion people in this room because yeah. I mean, your public speaking skills, even just by talking to you regularly and then listening to your podcast is so just great because I will be trying to record something of my own and I'll just be like, um, and then my vocabulary, that's something else. I'm like, I need to like, oh goodness, Nicole, but I, I do not want you to think that I record things in one take. I, <laughs> I never record things in one take. I record and then I'll say, okay, I'm going to cut this part out. And then I'll like try something new. Yeah. I don't Especially know. IGTV. I post <sighs> IGTVs every week and I have so many bloopers from IGTV. <laughs> I had one where I was sweating and you could see it. Oh, and no. at one point I was like sweating so much. And I was like, I have to cut all this out because I'm sweating too much. That's what it does that to you though. Like you'll yeah. be recording a video or you'll like be in an interview and you just get really hot all of a sudden. And I'm just like trying to keep it all in and everything together. But it's a lot of like, you're not moving or you're not doing anything but moving your lips and you're like dying. <laughs> it's crazy. I don't know if every, anyone listening has experienced that. But it's a thing. It's a real thing. A real thing, you guys. Yeah. Speaking about you on social media and like your presence on social media, I just wanted to mention this too. I'm okay. This whole episode is going to be about me hyping you up 100% because these are all the things that girls supporting girls. These are all the things that I've thought about like since, first of all, meeting you at UNM Nationals last year and then following you on social media since then. I was like, this girl is just who I want to emulate because your presence on social media is so amazing. Like, I love it whenever you get on the video and you do your, is it, or he talks, it's something like that for your IGTV. I have an IGTV series on Instagram called His Joy. His Joy. Okay. Yeah. And I've listened to a couple of those and I was like, she just looks so cozy sitting in her little chair with her like cute little background. And she- my room is such a mess <laughs> all around me. I just want you to know, Nicole, but I am totally not being sarcastic, you guys. I just think that social media is so fake sometimes. And one of my yeah. biggest goals is to just let people know that it's okay to be human. That my pretty backdrop on Instagram is pretty, but if you look all around me, if I were to turn the camera around, it's a hot mess. Like, seriously, (laughs) it's, I just haven't had time to clean it in the past three months. So Right, right. And I think about that too a lot because, you know, we, you know, set ourselves up on social media to have the perfect backdrop and, you know, all of those nice things, but in the end though, what you're serving is like great, great messages that people need to hear. Like when I'm listening to his joy, I'm like, 
I need this in my life. I need this to be heard by everybody. I mean, it's just so good. Not only the just the presence that you have on social media with bringing that positivity, bring that light. You just look like a famous like influencer to me. I don't know what it is, but that's how I view you. Nicole is making, Nicole is hyping me up so much, you guys. Right now. <laughs> I need to hype her up right now. You know how brave it is to come on the internet and on a podcast and post about your personal life? Oh, and that's God. exactly what Nicole is doing in her podcast. So she talks about super painful things that have gone on in her life. And that takes so much courage to talk about the pain that you went through and the hurt that happened to you. And now you're using it for good. Like that is, I love how you named it live courageously because that's truly what you're doing. Thank you. Yes. It's what I'm trying to at least help others do as well, because it took a long time for me to do that. We were talking a little bit before the episode and I was kind of sharing a little bit of my story with Elisha and just talking about how I've used a tough situation in my life and turned it into something good to help others is something that I really just want to continue to do throughout my entire life, continue to build on that and just Hopefully people are gaining something from this podcast. Um, if not, bringing some awesome people on here and hopefully gaining something from them is just something that I love to do. And I'm just so glad that pageantry has pushed me actually to do something new and outside of the box, Because, which, which is so crazy though, because I started a podcast or thought about starting a podcast the beginning of last year. And this is when no one had one. No one was even thinking about it. And I was like, I was like, okay, this is good. This is like my secret sauce for the pageant too. And literally quarantine happened and everybody and their mama had a podcast afterwards. (laughs) Oh man. But I was so glad that I still started it because it's so much more than just a pageant thing. It's not something that I did just to have for, to talk into interview. It's something that's going beyond pageant years. It's something that came out of it. It's a legacy project. It's something that's just going to continue on. And people are going to be able to listen to this years and years from now. It's not something that I got to say in interview and then didn't win, walked away and that was it, you know? So I think that's the biggest thing about pageants that people miss a lot of the time is I never wanted, just in my personal experience, when I started competing, I used to do things just for pageantry. Me too. Mm -hmm. And I, like, you do service, you do things just so you can take an Instagram picture about it. And I hate that I used to do that. Like, I am so guilty of it. So now in my life, I told myself, I will never do anything again just for a pageant. Right. And that is why I don't have a separate pageant Instagram as a person. I only have one Instagram and I use it for everything because I told myself, if you get a pageant Instagram, you're going to want to just post things just for the pageant thing. And I was like, this is your life. This is now who you are. And you should do things in your life, not because you're competing in a pageant, but because you truly want to make a difference in the world. And that's why starting this podcast for me was just such such a huge joy in my life and something I was so excited to do because I just like talking to people. Yeah. So being like being you inviting me on here and I've had some, some people who I know are in podcasts, like invite me to talk to them. Like that's so fun for me because I think that's just the greatest thing is people connecting and being able to talk about personal experiences. Like we're being so real right now and we don't have to try to 
hide the things that we're thinking, but it's just open conversation. And I love that. Yeah. I love how authentic they can be. And, you know, sometimes it's tough because people will come on and they're like trying to be perfect and answer all the questions. Right. And you know, all of that, but I really love when I can have people come on and we literally just laugh about any and everything that we just come up with on the fly. Like, yeah, we might have an outline of like, oh, we might go through all of these things, you know, but at the same time, it's like, here we are talking about all kinds of different things. And I really love that. And just thinking a little bit back on what you just said about the pageant account and like how you have just one account. And I, it just resonated with me because I agree with that. Like I had another pageant account um, not too long ago for UNM and I just found it so exhausting to post on there because I mean, the pageant world was my life. Like this was just who I am. So literally my personal account was my pageant account. Like I got rid of the other one for UNM and was just like, this is who I am. If I post only pageant things, that's because that's what I'm doing the most, you know, things, yeah. with, you know, and that's just how I rolled with it. And with this pageant though, I think our directors created a separate one for us. So yeah. I, you know, have to do that separately this go around. But yeah, for UNM, I was just like, if you scroll down, if anybody's happened to be looking at my Instagram, if you scroll down a little bit, literally every single post is me in my sash and crown because yeah. I was doing something. And I think that that's, it's great because I love USA National Miss. Yes. I think that if any girl had to pick a pageant system to compete in or start in, because of course people's dreams is Miss Teen USA, Miss USA, but I'm so grateful every day that when I was doing a Google search of pageants to compete in, that that was the one that popped up. Like I'm grateful to God that that's what he led me to because Jackie Watson, the director is truly amazing and she cares about the girls yes. and people are nice and the girls are awesome and they all really truly do care about making a difference in the world I just told myself I didn't want to start a pageant Instagram because I knew that I would start doing things just for pageantry yeah. and I was like if you're gonna do this I want to be able to share everything that I'm doing in my life for yes pageantry for UNM like crown cares presentations and all those things but I want to feel like I can share it on my personal account because it is part yeah. of who I am. Exactly. It's not just a separate part of, oh, I'm a do-gooder when I have my title and sash yeah. on. It's like, I do good things because I pride myself on being a person who is like that, on being a queen every day. Yeah. That's the whole, I'm like freaking out by myself. That's like a whole queen thing is that you're not just a queen when you have your sash and crown on that you don't just respect yourself when you have a sash and crown that you don't just talk like you talk when you have your sash and crown on but you're always like that yeah and that's yeah. why when I meet title holders who are wonderful people when they're at their pageant and when they're not at their pageant I just get so excited because I am so grateful to people who are the same who just don't put on a face for pageantry. And that makes me just so excited. Yeah, it's so, so great. And you're definitely one of those people, 100%. Oh. So excited that you're here. <laughs> Thank you so, so much. You're welcome. So I guess we should probably jump a little bit into kind of something that we wanted, or I wanted my listeners, I was about to say guests, but I was like, no, you're my guests. We're trying to give something to my listeners. <laughs> Try that again. <laughs> Um, so I guess you kind of speak to a little bit of these things already, 
like what does it mean to be the royal you and you kind of like talked about that already um so what are some stereotypes to overcome to step into who you really are Mm -hmm. so of course one of the biggest stereotypes is that you have to be you have to not care about your appearance in order to be a good person that especially we're talking about pageants a lot today But I think just in life and on social media, especially in 2021 with all the Instagram influencers, I think that people, they see a pretty girl who dresses nice or takes care of herself or wears makeup and they immediately think that she is vain or they immediately think, oh, she only cares about other people. And that could be true. But I think one of the biggest essences, I recently did an episode on my podcast called The Five Essences of a Queen. And I wrote them down here and I know we'll probably talk about it, but one of those essences was self-respect. And and two of them are self-respect and femininity. And I think that having self-respect for yourself means taking care of yourself and dressing like how you want to dress that you feel like the way that you look should be representing the way that you respect yourself and the way that you talk should be representing how you respect yourself and the people you're friends with and the relationships that you're in. That's why I think it's so cool that Nicole and I are talking about, because she is such a queen because when she got out of that relationship that she was in, she was choosing to respect herself because when you don't know your self-worth, you lack, you, you lacked the ability to be able to see this relationship that you were in, that it was hurting you. And now that you're out of it, you would never put yourself in a situation like that again. Never, never. Yeah, because you have respect for yourself and you know, I am a queen. This is my identity. This is who I am. So I think one of the biggest stereotypes is just the amount of that you can have your makeup done and you can have a nice outfit on, not because you're trying to win attention from other people, but because you respect yourself. Right. So that's a huge stereotype, I think. And then another one, of course, is comparison that we just chatted all about, but it really is. It's a constant everyday struggle Mm -hmm. is comparison because I I don't think I've gone a day in my life without just some small form of comparison, you know, like just seeing my six feet tall friends and I'm like, that'll never be me. (laughs) I wish. One of my dreams, so for those of you that don't know, I'm a 5'2 Asian girl from Hawaii, and one of my biggest dreams is to be a model and is to be a rockette, and those two, like a runway model, like a Victoria's Secret model, and those two things, it will never happen (laughs) simply because of the way that I was born, simply because I am 5'2", and to be a rockette, you have to be like 5'6 or 5'7, that's like the starting height, and I will never be able to do that. So I just, those kind of things, like there's always that small, tiny bit of comparison, but the way that I found to overcome that is truly just trying to be happy every day with who I am. Yes. (laughs) Really who I was made to be. And sometimes you just have to look at the good qualities. Sometimes you just have to choose to look at the good things instead of the things that you're disappointed by, by yourself. Right. And there's always things you can change and always things you can get better. But the things that I couldn't change, I really just had to thank God that that was who I was because he didn't plan for me to be a rocket and he didn't plan for me to be a Victoria's Secret model. He has a different plan for me. And I know that it's going to be good and it's probably going to be better. Yes. It's just not what I was made to do. So 
That's so good to hear because I'm five one. I'm not getting any taller. I'd probably get shoulder shorter. Girl, you and I both. We are just we're just here struggling in the short bus. Yes, yes. And you know, for the longest time, we're kind of stuck on this pageant talk, but it just it encompasses a lot of different things. Cause like for Miss USA, for the longest time I was like, Miss USA, you gotta be tall. Like there's no way in the world that I could compete for Miss USA because I'm five one and I'm not, I don't fit the mold that people have portrayed Miss USA to be. But I mm-hmm. thought it was really, really interesting that this past year, her name is Katie Gervera, or I can't, I, sorry if I'm butchering her name. Um, Gervera is something like that, but she was, I believe five, two or something like that. And she won a Miss USA um, state title and competed at Miss USA. And I was just like, man, you know, the dream isn't over. Like we can take those stereotypes and break them actually. Um, I mean, obviously there's some things that are going to be a little tougher to do, like trying to be a Victoria's Secret model when, you know, never gonna happen, guys. probably never going to happen, but you know, certain things that we can start breaking those stereotypes on is something that's super awesome to think about as well. Cause yeah, I might be five one, but that doesn't mean I can't be a model. You're a model and you're five two. And you know, for the longest time, I thought you had to be six foot tall to be a model. So, I mean, it's just so interesting that even though we are created a certain way and we can love who we are and you know, how we were built and what God made us to be, but also in this world, we have been conditioned to think that we aren't capable of doing certain things because of the way we look or because of our height. But we as women are able to overcome those things and start making waves in this world and not just confining to everything that people say and really just stepping out and challenging those things as well, using our royal identity to challenge stereotypes in this world. Yes, girl, snap from the cold. Preach it. (laughs) Something I always, I want to remind you if you're listening to this, is that stereotypes come in all shapes and sizes. Like for us, we're short girls. So we think, oh, I can never be a model. And that's a stereotype that models are tall. But let's say that you and I were gymnasts, which I, I'm not a gymnast. Are you a gymnast? No. <laughs> no, she's not a gymnast. But let's say that my six foot, I have a friend who's a six foot tall blonde girl who looks like Gigi Hadid. Oh and God. she, I don't know if she's ever going to listen to this. She's going to know I'm talking about her. But the girl, I wish I could just give her the confidence because sometimes she's not confident in herself. And I'll sit there and be like, girl, you look like a six foot tall model, Gigi Hadid. And she just won't like, and I'm like, girl, I just wish I could shake you and tell you how beautiful you are. But let's say that that girl wanted to be a gymnast. And then all the gymnasts told her, oh, you can't be a gymnast because you're six feet tall and gymnasts are short. So it's like stereotypes come in all shapes and sizes. So it's not that just because we're short, we don't fit into anything because people who are tall feel like they don't fit into anything either. So no matter who you are or what you look like, there are always going to be people who don't think you fit in or things that you don't feel like you fit into. It literally doesn't matter. There really is no superior person because everybody feels inadequacies. Exactly. Yeah, 100%. And that's all different types of things, not including just height. I mean, literally anything in this world that you can think of. There's so, so many. And we could spend sitting here all day talking about all the stereotypes that are just 
first of all, wild. Like just to think about how someone made up the stereotype about how a short girl can't do this or a tall girl can't do that or someone who weighs this can't be this. And, you know, it's just insane that there's become this trend of things that have happened over years and years and years. I mean, this didn't happen overnight. This was just like something that kept building upon itself. And we're here as women who are constantly comparing ourselves to others and constantly trying to fit these molds, but really like there is no mold. Like there's just, it's a myth. It's all a myth. Like you don't have to fit a certain standard. You don't have to fit in a certain size. It's just- If you don't fit into what they want you to be, it's not the right place for you. Exactly. Like in your relationship, you didn't fit into the relationship. Mm -hmm. That means it's not the right place for you. Like I, my day job is a professional stylist at a formal wear store. So every day I style people in dresses and when a dress, so let's say like a girl is a size 10 and I put her in a size eight and it's a little bit too small. She'll be like, oh, I'm sorry. It doesn't fit. Like girls will say that to me sometimes. And I literally will stop them and be like, sweetie, it is never your fault. It is always the dress's fault. It's not the fact that you're too big for this dress. It's the fact that this dress is too small for you. So it's not that the situation that you are wrong because you're in the wrong situation. It's the fact that the situation is wrong for you. So I'm like, girl, we're just going to put on a dress that fits you better, that makes you feel better. And I just, that relates to everything in life. I love that. You should make a whole episode off of that. Should, about, I gotta write this down. I'll write that down. You're gonna need ideas right now. I love that. That didn't even think of it that way either. When the situation is, you're trying to fit into a situation that doesn't, you don't belong there. And I feel like a lot of people put themselves into situations where they don't belong or they're trying to fit into something that they don't belong in. And I love the way you put that. I like that I'm, episode idea. I'm gonna need that soon. <laughs> if it was right for you. If like I say to girls, if this dress was your dress, it would fit. Mm-hmm. So it's like, if that person is your forever, it would fit. And if this title is your title, it would fit. So it's like, of course, there are things in life that you have to be a certain whatever, whatever to fit into, but in more broader things like that, just in like your life situations and your relationships. Yeah. I love that. And what you just said about like, if you didn't win the title, it wasn't your fit which it could not be your fit this year. It could be your fit another year. There's also timing to think about as well because that's something huge, of course, in the pageant world because you can go year and year and year after year, but you may not win any of those years. But like, I think it was a Miss USA, Deshauna Barber. Deshauna Barber, Yes, when she competed like seven times at the same pageant. And at, at one point she was like, well, maybe this just isn't for me. But her mentor was like, keep going do it again. And turns out she ended up winning Miss USA, which was just wild. And I have to constantly remind myself of that too, because I personally think I'm ready, but that doesn't mean God's ready for me to have that. It's not, it doesn't mean that maybe this title is not the one that I'm supposed to have right now, maybe a little later, but right now there's something else that you have going on. There's something bigger happening in your life. That's bigger than a pageant title. And for me, like my podcast that was something that was bigger than the patent title because it's going to go beyond all the patent titles that I ever own or have, you know, in my life coming up. This is something that's just way bigger, but that pageant, me competing for it was the stepping stone to just 
plant that seed of like, you need to do this. So hopefully now that I've got my podcast, maybe there's a title somewhere up there in the future. I'm just waiting. Girl, keep going. <laughs> keep doing it. I'll be cheering you on. She's competing at International United Miss. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's actually a week after USA National Miss. So we're just going to send all the positive vibes your way. Pageants. Yeah. The week before. And hopefully we get some positive vibes my way the week after. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes. So I'm excited about it. (laughs) So earlier you mentioned the five essences of being a queen. And that's something that I really wanted to touch on during this episode. So I'm going to hand the floor over to you to really talk about these five essences because I think everyone needs to hear them and they're just so vital. So here you go. Everyone get ready. You want this. (laughs) (laughs) So I recently came out with an episode on my podcast, The Royal You, about the five essences of a queen. And I use that word essences. I love that word Mm -hmm. because it is the true definition of it is the most authentic, real, never fleeting quality of a thing. So an essence is something that never changes and that it's always there. Like it's the indispensable quality of something. There we go. So I came up with the word, I wanted to use the word essence because I was like, a queen, this is an indispensable quality of who she is. Some days it isn't perfect. Some days you're not going to have all these qualities down to a T. I definitely didn't have them today, but (laughs) they're indispensable that they're always there, they're always existing. So the first essence is, essence is holy confidence. And I say holy confidence, not because you necessarily have to have faith or be a Christian to have holy confidence, but I just think it's the act of being confident regardless of what others say about you, regardless of the world around you. It's a confidence that comes from your secure and solid identity in some truth. Whether that's for Nicole and I, we have faith. So we have solid truth in the truth of what God says about us. But for you, it could just be the solid truth of what you know to be true. Things like you are unique, you are loved, you are worthy, you are special. Those are things that can never be changed because at the end of the day, factually, you are unique. You're the only one in the world that has your fingerprints. So at the end of the day, that's concrete truth that can never change so number one's holy confidence everybody take a note in your brain write some notes holy confidence write down some notes okay the second one is i chatted a little bit about these next two number two and three and that is femininity and self-respect so i call it femininity because obviously there's a huge feminist movement in the world right now in the 21st century but i really do think that there's a huge difference between the femininity of a woman and the feminist aspect of a woman because i just think that femininity is who you are and i think a lot of women grew up i don't know if you relate to this nicole but i feel like a lot of women grew up thinking that being feminine was bad yeah exactly whether yeah like like i grew up with two older brothers And you always hear things like, oh, you run like a girl, you fight like a girl. And I actually, after I skipped the whole princess phase in middle school, I was a huge tomboy. And I remember I chopped all my hair off and I wore a baseball cap and Bermuda shorts every day. And I had to 
worst fashion sense. It's a funny picture, actually. I just want to post that. I'm going to post a picture of what I used to look like on Instagram and be like, this was me as a child. Oh my gosh. I was a huge tomboy because my brothers, I just like from like the natural standards of thinking being feminine was bad. Did you experience like yeah. thinking? I actually, I was in the same boat. I was always like the tomboy girl. I played sports. I played baseball all the way up until I possibly couldn't anymore because I was like, no, I'm one of the guys. Like I'm going to, I'm better than all of these guys. Like I was able to use my girlness, I guess you could say, and be like, you know what? I'm going to break these stereotypes. I've actually talked about this before because I was like, I can do anything a boy can do. And I even implemented that during my eighth grade year, I played football. I was on an all boys football team and was a wide receiver on a football team, which is crazy to think yeah exactly exactly it's insane it's insane oh my goodness but I also had a period in my life which I wasn't a whole fan of this but back in the first grade like my mom chopped all of my hair off literally all of it and I looked like the guy that I liked in the first grade it was so sad so sad so but sad. Yeah, I totally yeah. get it. Like being a tomboy. Some women feel oh. like they can't be feminine. Mm-hmm. And not because, because of course, that's awesome that Nicole was a wide receiver and that she played on the football team and that she did all these sports. And that's amazing. And you can be like, excuse my language, but you can be a badass woman and be feminine too. Mm-hmm. But I just think that there are people out there who are scared, especially because of social media, are scared to be feminine. Right. Guys will say, oh, I like girls who wear natural makeup or, oh, you don't have to try too hard for me. And it's not the aspect of trying too hard. It's just the aspect of being feminine, that your feminine qualities, who you were made to be as a woman is not something that makes you weak. Right. It's a huge misconception that if I'm feminine, if I have that sweet side to me, if I wear makeup, if I care about the way that I look, I'm a weak person. I run like a girl. I fight like a girl. All of those things. And I just think the femininity is something that makes you passionate and strong and that you should do whatever makes you feel beautiful. Mm-hmm. So that if for Nicole in the eighth grade, if her being on the football team made her feel beautiful, like she was supposed to feel, then that is awesome. So to me, femininity is just whatever makes you feel like the woman that you are. Yeah. So that's number two. And then number three is self-respect. And I think this is the most important one. Because the thing that saddens me the most is when girls settle for less than they deserve. Mm-hmm. And when you see, obviously we've talked about Nicole and her relationship, but when you see people settling for less than they deserve, whether that's in a friendship, that I, my biggest pet peeve is when girls are in friendships with like a group of girls that constantly tear them down. Mm-hmm. And I used to be in a friend group. I was friends with a girl and she was in this other group of friends that I wasn't in. And they constantly tore her down and constantly told her, like made fun of her and then would just say that they were joking. And I know that that just comes from like a teenager, mean girl, lack of maturity thing. But it made me so upset because I saw the way that it affected her self Mm -hmm. self esteem. And she never felt like she could leave those friends because she grew up with them her whole life. So she just thought, I'm just going to settle for these friends and who I should settle for. And even for you, you were in a relationship for six years. You're like, six years, I can't give up on this now. I got to settle. 
And girls from a lack of thinking that they deserve it, settle for less than they deserve. I could even be in a career or in anything. Like if you're getting paid less than you know that you should be getting paid for what you yeah. do. But I just think that when you step into your royal identity and when you start seeing yourself as more as somebody who is royal, someone who's a queen, you don't deserve to be treated as any less to anyone. Right. I love that. That's self-respect. And then there's two more. Number four is leadership. And I call this reigning your life. There's an episode as well um, that I just came out with about reigning and basically reigning like a queen that I think that a saying that I came up with was that princesses look in the mirror and queens look at their kingdom. Because as a princess, you spend all your time worrying about the attention that you receive. And as a queen, you worry about the people in your kingdom or your kingdom could be your job. Your kingdom could be your business, your podcast, whatever you're doing in life or your family or your spouse or your kids, anything that you're have going on in your life, that's your kingdom and being able to just lead that well and realizing that uh, that's how I started to realize that I needed to have my queen identity was that I needed to reign my own life. Yeah. And that if I could walk into a pageant and say, okay, I'm going to become the queen this weekend. But in my own life, I constantly felt like I was drowning in everything that I wasn't drowning in my own negative thoughts that I wasn't really reigning. So that's number four. And then number five is empowerment. And that's what Nicole and I are doing here today is we're just empowering each other back and forth because I think a queen's true job or true actions is using her inward and her outward beauty to inspire others and that's not only empowering those in her kingdom those around her but also empowering herself so I think that queens are inspiration and that they're beautiful and that when you choose to take that royal that invisible crown and put it on your head that that really changes the way that you see the world so those are the five essences of a queen right there I love it. I hope everybody took some notes because that right there is good content to live by because, you know, when we think queen, we always think it's got to be a pageant or it's got to be, you know, the actual queen of England or something like that. But there's so many ways that we can be queens in our lives. It's just so refreshing to know that we can walk out into our lives as a queen without having to have a crown or sash without having to have this royal status it's literally just walking out in our lives owning who we are being who we want to be and not worrying about what everyone else thinks and just living that queen life knowing that god made us who we are and we have incredible plans for our lives and there's nothing that can change that and we can only just live and just empower others and bring that positivity and light into this world and hopefully along the way bring some people in and just love on them because there's a lot of people in this world who need that and I just love how you've been able to create something that brings such a special message that I've never heard before I mean you hear a lot of different messages about a lot of different things but whenever you brought the royal you and just started talking talking about how to be a queen in your life, no matter who you are, was just beautiful. And I was like, this has got some potential. She's going to be speaking on some big stages soon, talking about the royal you. I can already see it. (laughs) I'm just very, I'm grateful to God, grateful to God that this is what he chose for me. And it really is just so 
personal that it really is something that I truly struggled with and I still struggle with every day. And it just happened to manifest itself through pageants. And that's why I'm grateful to pageants as well. And I love watching it because I really do think it just inspires and empowers women to become royal as who they are. So yeah, it's really a great stepping stone. Yeah. At the end of the day for pageantry, you might actually get the real crown and sash, but it's so much more than just that. And I would beg to differ that every girl who's ever won a pageant crown and sash is a queen. Yeah. that's that's why I just say there's a huge difference between princesses and queens and at one point in my life I was such a princess and I was such a girl who only cared about the way that I looked and the way that I would get attention from boys and other girls and my likes on social media or like the comments on social media where have you ever posted a selfie or a picture of yourself on Instagram and you're expecting to get all these comments where people are telling you how great you look and you don't get as many as you thought you were going to get and all of a sudden you feel so bad about yourself has that happened to you I feel like it has in the past but recently now like I know that I'm just doing what I want to do and like doing because in the past like I'd be like oh man I need to get a lot of likes on this I was worried about likes and I was like this shouldn't be something that I'm worried about and even from time to time I think still now I'm like I've gained some more followers I'm finally gaining a following because during that you know relationship I didn't I wasn't allowed to really gain a following I wasn't allowed to like speak about things that I wanted to speak about I didn't have Facebook for the longest time I didn't have an Instagram for the longest time so just thinking about how I went from zero and and where I am now and now I think more about maybe I'm not getting 200 300 400 likes on my social media post but I'm bringing some great content that people who are hearing it know that they're going to get some good quality out of it and knowing they can implement it in their life and you know that's what I look more forward now and I wish that I could see more of that and like people like hey like I like what you just said you know that kind of thing but I know a lot of people are behind the screen are like oh you know I really like that but don't say anything so I just have to trust that somebody out there is getting some good you know nuggets of knowledge from you know the podcast and- yes I totally get great nuggets of knowledge from your podcast 100 percent thank you I just I know in my personal life, I worried so deeply about the way that other people thought about me and the way that I would get attention. So when I say that I see people who are princesses, that's because I was such a princess and I really was such a girl who only cared about the materialistic stuff. And now I'm just very grateful that I still love all that. I still love my evening gown for UNM Nationals. Just you wait, you guys. I'm so excited. Ooh, I can't wait to see I love my evening out. I love getting my hair and makeup done. I love my crown and my sash that I get to wear. And none of that has changed, but it's just the impact of what that means. And that's just the biggest change that's happened. Yes, I love that. Thank you so much for sharing all of that. I know everyone listening is got some great things to think about and great things to take into their life because this was something that I had never heard. I've said that before. And I was just feeling so refreshed when I was hearing this and just knowing that I can be a queen no matter what, in any walk of life, in any aspect of my life. It doesn't have to be just pageantry. It can be in my career. It can be my extracurricular activities, whatever it is. I can be the queen of that scenario, of that you know walk of life, whatever it may be. And I hope everyone who's listening knows that they can do that too. And thank you, Alicia, for sharing that. 
Absolutely. I feel like this went by so fast. I know. Such a blast chatting with you, Nicole. You are so inspiring to me. And I thank you for letting me talk on your podcast today and for your time. That was so fun. Yes. Thank you so much. And just like that, you have listened to an episode of the Live Courageously podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your friends on social media, subscribe, and leave a review. Thank you so much for spending your time with me. And until we meet again, make today a courageous one.